Welcome back, guys, to the Not Just If You Can Go podcast. I am super excited about this one because this is someone that I met at the Two Bros Regional back in, I can't remember the day, but the 20-something of March. Yeah. Um, and we just got, like, chatting loads. And I can't remember when I said to you, I was like, I need to keep you on the podcast. I don't know, we just had some good chats and I was just getting some good vibes. And so I'm super excited to have Natasha on the podcast today because she is probably a lot of you listening be able to relate to a lot to what Natasha's gonna like say because she has just done her first season and I said before I started recording I really wanted to get her on to talk about like first time competitive fields really because I feel like it's probably something that I think I'm aware but I think I kind of obviously I've done it for so long I feel like it's just going to be interesting to hear your perspective on things and just chat everything to do with bikinis and tattoos and yoga because I right I'm gonna this is the first thing post I'm starting I started doing a bit of an Instagram stalk here as we do and I was like damn she's got like a sick tattoo in her back and I was like why didn't I see it well, I would have clocked that I thought no Jasmine you wouldn't have clocked that because it was two bros so your back was you know, your hair was covering your back tattoo but that's like your tattoo is next level and that's how that looked, it looked painful. Like, that's one that I look like, because Joe always says, I actually showed him, he's like, yeah, that's like, that's like a badass tattoo, Jazz. That's not like your little one. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, so before we talk about anything, that tattoo, how long did it take you? I need to know. Oh, thank you. Um, so that tattoo, I was living in Mexico and there was a really good tattoo artist in the town that I was living on. And he tattooed like loads of my friends. And it was so cheap out there. And I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to get the, the chakras because I was the yoga teacher at the time. Get the chakras down my back. And it ended up much bigger than I anticipated. And the outline, he did all in one time, like one day. And that was fine. Could barely feel it. Just did breathing exercises through it. And I was like, that was fine. When I went back and had it, like the colour put in, because it's like watercolour that kind of blends into each other. He'd be going over the same place that he'd done one colour, over it again with a different colour. Oh, my God, it hurts so much. And I, <laughs> I got through it. I was just like, breathe and breathe. <laughs> I just looked at that tattoo and I thought, she's a badass. Like, if you can do that. <laughs> and especially your back as well. Like, I've never had my back. But I remember saying to Joe, oh, I think I found my back. And Joe's like, mm, don't go, like, you know, spinal sort of stuff and nerves all there and I thought like, oh Jesus Christ but yeah I was like very impressed and I was like why why didn't I clock it and I was like of course Jazz her hair would have been covering it a long hair covering it yeah yeah definitely <laughs> so for people that won't know give like a quick snippet as to like who Natasha is so you've just mentioned that you're in Mexico that's really cool you mentioned obviously I know that you're you used to be well I do you still teach yoga or is it kind of something that you do more like for a passion personal thing now I want to be teaching it again but basically um a little quick run through of everything I've done I'm one of those people who sort of picks things up and sort of adds things all together so when I left school I studied counseling at university and then I worked as a therapist for a short while but it was really emotionally difficult. I was working with bereaved children and parents who had lost a child. So it was very 
heavy work and I was quite young so I decided to go and do some yoga in Bali I got really addicted to yoga went to India studied to be a yoga teacher stayed out there teaching yoga and meditation for a few years and then I came back over here I had the travel bug um, I set up my own sort of yoga practice um, in the UK and then did a TEFL course and I was like I'll do a bit of teaching English teaching yoga travel the world mainly went through South America Mexico and then Brazil and I was teaching out there until the pandemic and then it got really difficult in the pandemic so I came back to the UK studied to be a primary school teacher which is what I do now um but I'm wanting to do that alongside online coaching but coaching more in a sense of yoga um like mental health mindfulness meditation nutrition because i've studied nutrition as well i didn't even mention that tv must um, be about five pages long at this rate Jeez. yeah literally my tv is ridiculous <laughs> i just pick up everything and just want to learn <laughs> that's cool though because like a lot of people yeah, they stay and it's not a bad thing, but some people will stay in the same thing and they won't go into something new out of like fear for so many reasons. But it's like, do you, I don't know, do you get, do you just feel the fear and you just go, well, whatever, I'm just going to go for it? Like, cause yeah, that takes a certain type of person. And obviously that probably makes sense as to like you jumping into competing, being like, I'm going to give that a go. But for like from the initial conversation, I can already get the sense that like, if you want to do something, you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to go study. I'm going to change my direction. And like, it doesn't matter how, like, how many years I am, doesn't matter how old I am, doesn't, know, doesn't matter how many, if I don't know everything, like I'm just going to do it. Like, where does that come from? Yeah, that that's me to a T. Like, as soon as I get something on my mind, I just have to do it. And I can't do anything half-heartedly. So it was like, I started running. I didn't just do it as a hobby. Like within months, I was signed up to the London Marathon and doing the London Marathon. Like, I can't just go to the gym. I have to become a bikini competitor. I can't just do yoga. I have to go to India and become a yoga teacher. Like, I, I just that. want to know everything about whatever I'm passionate about. So you don't feel the fear then? Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, I do feel the fear and I get imposter syndrome. I feel like, oh, I'm never going to be good enough. But I think that's also what drives me to want to be successful because I want to be really good at something and feel like I'm doing well at it so it drives me to to do more and more and more I don't feel like I've ever mastered anything completely but I, I like to get to a level where I know what I'm doing yeah I feel like I've learned a lot about it I'll speak to you it reminds me of a conversation I have with Joe I think it's literally a few days ago he's like you don't like what was it what was the saying oh he said it really good I need to like I'm gonna paraphrase and completely balls it up but he basically said you don't instead of like overcoming a fear like the fear is still there you just get braver that's actually yeah. what the fear doesn't change it's you it's you who gets braver and that's the changing like I've balls it up he's gonna listen to this go judge you completely ruin that <laughs> but hopefully you get my jest right yeah 100% and I think with everything in life it's kind of like that nothing gets smaller like the fear of doing something gets smaller or if you're going through a bereavement or mental health issues or anything they those things don't get smaller you carry them with you but you get bigger around them and more capable of dealing with them that's so true so why did you get into competing then 
I don't actually know exactly the pinpoint moment that made me want to compete. It was when I was living in Brazil, I started training at a gym, um, like a personal training gym. And then I met my ex there, who was, I think I've already heard this phrase on your podcast at some point, um, a hobby builder. It Was that from your podcast? I'm sure I had some of your podcasts <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joffrey saying he's got a little time like Joffrey mate I love that hey. I use that all the time he was the epitome of a hobby builder he um, <laughs> was doing all the gear with absolutely no idea and <laughs> did you see any crazy wellness Brazilian girls oh yes like did my you? god Brazilian women they they are blessed with incredible figures just naturally. They have those huge bums and legs, just genetic gifts. And I was like flat as a pancake, bottom out there, and I looking around like I want to look like that. And I think that was probably why I started training, wanting to get a bit bigger. But there were girls in a big gym that I went to that had that real wellness look. I don't think they were competitors, but they obviously trained legs pretty much every day and they were like real muscle mummies like looks amazing um and yeah it was seeing all of that that got me wanting to be like really fit and get a bit bigger because I was very skinny and really under eating at the time and doing just cardio 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 so it was quite nice to get into that and my ex started training me but he had me on like doing exactly the same as what he did he wanted to train me but he basically just wanted me to copy everything he did at the gym. So it, it wasn't the best training program for me to meet my goals. And then long story short, um, he was supposed to come here with me back to the UK. Uh, he got deported, sadly, when we arrived. And it was like really tough at the time. But then we realised that probably we weren't supposed to be together and, and the relationship wasn't that great and it was more circumstantial that I like stayed with him but working out was something he had really left with me and I'd got so into the habit of that was what made me feel good during the pandemic lockdown I'd been training um like home workouts and when I came back here it was locked down so I was doing home workouts and bought some equipment at home as soon as the gyms opened I got into the gym and then I think it was around that time that I was like, what can I do with this? What like, what am I building this physique for? I want to do some kind of sport. And that was when I started looking at the key girls and thinking that's what I want to do. They look fantastic. I would love to be able to do that one day. Can you remember like the first like people or like the first like federation or first kind of like thing? So for me, I remember clearly looking at um, two people, kind of two kind of key people. So there was Amanda Latona, who was an IFBB bikini pro back in the day. And there was, I think it was Chloe Francis. Pretty certain it was Chloe Francis, who was a WBFF pro in the UK. So I know that's really like other ends of the spectrum, but I remember like looking at those two girls like so vividly and being like, wow, like, that they remember them being my first people that I looked at. Can you remember those first like federations, the first athletes that you kind of looked at? I think it was um, 
IBFF that I was looking at. Um, I remember seeing Phoebe Hagen and just thinking she looked incredible and Ashley Kay as well and listening to like their podcast, Bikini in the Brain, and got really into that. I'm trying to think. Um, I remember lots of people sharing pictures of Laura Lee as well and then like looking at her and be like, oh my God, like how does anyone just look that beautiful, that perfect? Uh, well, I think everyone in the industry, you just look at them and you just think, wow, like that person's got the most amazing shoulders, the most amazing glutes. And I remember even like on like the show day, like looking around and being like, wow, look at that girl's abs. Look at that girl's glutes. Like, wow, look at her hair. Like everyone just looks incredible. It's like that, almost like, you know, the mini girls moment where she's at the prom and she's like, oh, you look amazing. Like everyone gets a bit of the crown. You always feel like that on show day. Like everyone deserves a bit of the the prize because everyone's worked so hard and everyone looks so incredible. That's true. What what was the expectation? Talking about like your, the show day. Like what was what was your expectation going into it? If you can remember, and did it meet your expectation? Did it surpass it? Was it underwhelming? Like talk to me about where your headspace was at. Because you know, two doing two bros is the first show in the first season, like, you know, that's a big that can be a big thing for, for people. Um, and many people wouldn't do it. Like I personally wouldn't do it, but yeah, I'd be shitting myself. I was shitting myself anyway. But like um <laughs> like talk to us about that. Yeah, I was so scared going into it. And I think it become like really all encompassing, like this one date that was looming over me, and it really did become all encompassing, like the the diet, the training, and that was like complete tunnel vision coming into that. And then I think anything that then happens, it's like a whirlwind because you put so much pressure on this day. So I remember the whole day just going by in a blur, and that first show. I only competed in the first time as class. I wish I'd done more um, classes that day because I went on stage. I went on stage and I was so nervous. I was shaking. I could like my whole face was twitching. I remember I could like I was like trying to just keep a smile on my face and I was just so nervous. But then going back on for the awards, I felt fine. Like my nerves were calm by then. So I wish I'd done more classes so I could have like had more stage time, feeling more confident and it not just rushed by in a blur. So in that respect, it was, I wouldn't say underwhelming, but a real whirlwind. Like it just went by in a flash. And I think up until when you go backstage, I hadn't realised how much it's like just getting ready and waiting and there's not much going on. And then suddenly it's a big rush to get on stage and then it, it's gone. And you're like, wow, where did the time go? Like, what just happened? Yeah, I def- I get the vibe that um a lot of first timers, and like, I might be wrong, you tell me if I'm wrong here, but like, where, the way I see it, because I always say to them, like, what categories are you doing? If they say one, I'm like, why the fuck are you not doing the rest of them? They're like, oh, no, 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 oh, no, no. And I think, and I and I've done it myself, especially when I first started competing. I think you kind of like put these barriers at being like, okay, I... I'm a first timer. I'm gonna go into here. Whereas, like, for I know, like, for me, I remember tr- opening, entering open back in 2018 was like this big thing. I was like, no, 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 I can't do open. I can't do open. But actually, like, as you say, you're you're there anyway. 
just throw yourself like in because what, what did you do for the Ben Weeder? How many classes did you do for that? Did you do two? I did three in the Ben yes. Weeder. I did everything I could. I'd learn my lesson. <laughs> How did you find doing three in comparison to doing just one then? It was so much better because um, you. I went on stage and then got the nerves bit over and done with and then you're back on stage you're back on stage and it just gives you more time more time to enjoy it and it doesn't just pass you by so quickly and you think okay well I know that um that round my posing wasn't quite how I wanted it so then you've got another opportunity to be in front of the judges again um and also just to practice, because it doesn't matter how many times you practice in front of the mirror, in front of a camera, in front of a posing coach. It's not the same as when you're up on stage and you're trying to face the, the head judge and you're not entirely sure where you're looking because you're so dazzled by the lights and everything else that's going on around you. So I think just having that practice was really valuable for me. What was your plan going into... Um like your first season so was you just thinking right I'm just going to do one and see how it, how it goes did you have plans for just the two did you have plans for more like what was your um what was the plans that you set with like yourself and your coach and did that change at all so originally I planned to do those two shows earlier on in the season because I was just desperate to get on stage at that point and then I was going to um, reverse diet a little bit but try and stay fairly lean so I could do a short prep and then I wanted to be competing again now during the summer holidays but I hadn't quite accounted for how much it does take out of you being that lean um, and the reverse aspect hit me a lot harder than the the prep and the dieting aspect and that like post-show blues and the, the hormonal change and everything post-show I, I felt quite strongly and I was like no at this point I just want to get myself healthy and also I'm not competitive at the moment I know that I need to build more muscle so why not get myself healthy get myself into a proper growth season and then come back next summer holidays when I will hopefully be in a better stronger position and not just forcing my body to do things it doesn't actually really want to do at this point. You've got a pretty good head on your shoulders, I would say, for the first of... <laughs> I'm pretty impressed by that answer. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I try. It's good, though, because, like, I, you know, but, yeah, it, I think it is that underestimate. Oh, who else I was speaking to? I think I was speaking to Kerry when I was driving. Went to Shire Ellis's um, mock some nothing, like, literally yesterday. I drove back, and I said to her, I um I was like I'm gonna speak to you and something that I think from my own experience and something you've just said as well like that sort of sage condition it's no joke no it's not I think you know the recovery element of that type of condition again is no joke so yeah. you know to do it as a first timer I think it takes a lot of grit and it's, it's going to be, I personally think it's harder to do a reverse. And if your first season, if your first reverse is coming out of those shows, yeah, it is. it does take a lot. I think the recovery element, I think I remember you put a question, something on a question box, actually. I remember saying, I think I saw something that you said. Like, what was the biggest element 
of that recovery side that like you feel like hit you the most was it the energy was it the brain fog was it sleep was it training was like what sort of what sort of things can you remember like when you first came out of that first kind of like transition out it was fine to start with it I felt fine like the diet aspect I was really tired and uh, my emotions were quite low but because I was so exhausted and obviously working with children and being a teacher it was then quite hard because I was like I need energy to do this job but I'm just so much brain fog and I'd be saying stupid things to the kids and being like oh god like this is going so well and I remember one time I'd been given extra carbs and then I was like marking books and I wrote something like good rice and I was like no why did I write that all I'm thinking about is carbs <laughs> um but then <laughs> good rice then home show I really struggled to gain weight and I think partially it was my body was burning off everything I was putting into it partially it was like a mental block that I didn't want to regain weight and I like I didn't want to look at the scales and they went up I didn't want to see that the food and the calories I was eating was going up and it was really scary for me all of a sudden like I had so much fear and anxiety about getting onto the scales and doing check-in photos and it's just all way too much and I just felt like a really low place and I couldn't understand why I couldn't do it because it, it seems so easy to just eat a bit more and you're tracking that you're eating a bit more and I gained weight when I was trying to build muscle before I'd competed and I then done the reverse lost weight so why couldn't I go back into a growth phase with ease so that was really tough for me and it took me taking a step back um I think my boyfriend gave gave me a bit of a talking to and was like this isn't okay you're you're struggling you're not even trying and I was like yeah you're right I'm I'm not doing enough but then I was like right I'm going to go completely intuitive with what I'm eating if tracking is too hard for me right now I know enough about nutrition to know that I'm getting enough protein to fuel my workout I'm not going to weigh myself because that's causing me way too much anxiety I can see in myself that I'm gaining weight and if I'm fueling my body and I'm eating satiety then I'm going to know that I'm being healthy I'm going to do blood work which I, I did um with Medicheck and got my blood panels done so I knew that hormonally and my thyroid function was all okay um and then I'm just going to do my own thing do everything a bit more intuitively which really saved me really worked well for me um letting go of that control a little bit because I think that's the the like I say I want to know everything about whatever I'm doing I think that came into it that I know that optimally I need to be doing x y and z and um this is what I was doing to get lean now this is what I need to do and it was just way too much and I couldn't process it it's very you're right it's really cool in a way and I might be like the wrong terminology but like yeah you hear a lot of post-show experiences where people 
I don't, you don't hear as many, but maybe it's not spoken. There's not enough coverage about people that do struggle to put on the weight because you hear the mm-hmm. other side where people put on the weight very fast. But it is very interesting to hear your kind of like perspective and your experience of like, I guess the other side where, you know, putting on weight is like, it feels a bit of a mental barrier or like, you know, your body's just kind of burning through every single bloody thing. You're like, what the hell? Why didn't you do this early on? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's interesting to talk about going into like, straight into intuitive as well did you feel how did you feel from going into intuitive um did you feel any sense and I say please like if I've if I'm putting things into your world into your mouth to say it turn I but like did you feel the sense of like I feel I should be doing this I should be doing this because this is what people seem to do in this industry like because this that's something that I've always kind of struggled with to a degree feeling like well I feel like my gut and my heart is telling me that I need to do this thing, whatever it is, but I kind of look into the industry and go, oh, well, I, that's not that's not whatever people do is, am I wrong? Am I, I always used to kind of battle with this sense of like, do I belong in this industry because I don't seem mm-hmm. to be doing things the same way that someone else does. So for you to go, do you know what? I'm going to go into intuitive as a first timer. Like I, I, I really commend you for taking the reins and being like, right, I'm going to do what's, true to me because I wish I personally did that um I wish I did that earlier on instead of trying to feel like I was trying to fit into like what I felt like I had to do if that makes sense yeah definitely I feel like I don't know why but there seems to be a lot more judgment around what people do post-show as to what people do in prep and leading into the show there seems to be loads of um like fat shaming and saying that people are gaining too much weight and the rebound and um I've heard like people saying like really negative things about coaches and giving people too many calories and people not having control and then um people then seem to take real pride in saying oh I've only gained half a pound in three weeks and look at my perfect reverse and it seems like a badge of honor and to be able to strictly adhere to something but for me it was feeling really toxic and really disordered and I'm not saying that's the same for everyone I'm sure for some people it works really well to follow that reverse and to keep that control but for me it, it was so restrictive that I I could feel that I was going to slip into really disordered eating habits if I carried on like that and that weighing every gram of rice wasn't what I needed. It was causing me way too much anxiety and I trust my body and myself enough to know that my body's telling me it needs a certain amount of food and to not feel like I'm struggling with disordered eating behaviours, I need to allow myself to have the odd treat and to be able to have a meal with my boyfriend or to go out with family or friends, but also know that day to day, my lifestyle and my eating habits are going to be fairly boring and eating normal foods because that's the lifestyle I lead and I don't have the opportunity to to snack a lot and um I trust that if I'm fueling my body with good stuff it's not going to crave so much of the bad stuff and if it is then okay I'm extra hungry what's the worst that's going to happen if I gain a little bit more body weight then 
I might have wanted, then it's not the end of the world. Nothing awful is going to happen to me. And experiencing that I've gained some weight and my whole world hasn't shattered and nothing awful has happened is actually soothing for then my mind and my anxieties around doing just that, around gaining weight. Do you feel like the work that you've did you've done with like yoga, meditation, being in tune with your body, do you feel do you feel that potentially has been why you've been able to do the posture the way you have? I'm just trying to find out where that kind of from what you said where that kind of stems from. So I'm like, geez, I wish I like got into this headspace way sooner. <laughs> I did so many bloody cock-ups, Jesus Christ. But you talk a lot about like, you know, being in tune with your body, fueling your body. And I was thinking, hmm, is that kind of like yoga references coming out? Like, I think, yeah, probably just all of my hobbies in general sort of coming together. So definitely the yoga, the meditation aspects and a lot of yoga, you say like listen to your body and um, like when you're in a yoga pose, you always be trying to feel where that sweet spot is where you can feel it but it doesn't hurt so I suppose in life you want to be able to feel what you're doing without hurting yourself so with diet you you can almost say like I want to feel that um I'm nourishing my body and that I'm feeling the hunger signals and I'm then able to put the fuel in my body but I'm not going to to push until it hurts i'm not going to um go in one direction or the other that i'm too restrictive and my body's screaming out for more or that i'm putting way too much in and i then feel really rubbish and my body's telling me to stop but yeah i don't think there's any right or wrong way to do it and i don't think there's anything as like a perfect like even if you're being intuitive you're not going to be perfect there's certainly been times where I've sat and eaten more than I should have and maybe times where I've thought you know what I'm not really feeling eating so much today or or I want to have a flat stomach for an event that I'm doing later on today and maybe not fueling myself enough but no one's perfect and we all have so much around us from society from the bodybuilding industry from um, the news, television programs, things that we've been taught from a young age that's going to influence our choices. So true. So true. A question I've got for you, and there's something again came up from the seminar. How much on a scale of 0 to 10 did you overthink as a first-time competitor? Oh, my God. Probably, like, 100. <laughs> Can you remember the things that you were overthinking about? And looking back now, were, do you think they were worth worrying about? Or was there certain things you're like, Jesus Christ, why did I get so fixated on that thing? It doesn't even matter. I think if you've got a coach, you probably don't need to overthink anything. Just ask your coach or trust that your coach has it in hand. And that is what I should have done as well, because I literally worried and obsessed about every detail from, um, am I going to be wearing the right jewellery? Um, am I going to have my hair right, my makeup right? Like, what should I pay for or shouldn't I pay for? Um, I think the peak week staff, oh my God, I remember just trying to get as much information as possible about what different people do. And some people obviously cut 
sodium and water or carbs and then add in the carbs and when do you um refeed like when do you like try and add in more carbs is it like three days before or an hour before and there's just so much like information out there and I was trying to understand everything when really like I had a coach like <laughs> she was in control of all of that why was I panicking about it and thinking about what needed to happen <laughs> but yeah I think it's it's easy in an industry where there's so much information so much science and so much pseudoscience and also what a man would do and what a woman would do even like what a bikini competitor compared to like a bigger competitor would do it'd be completely different there's no point trying to analyze everything just trust trust your gut if it's your own decision or trust your coach if you've hired a coach yeah I think sometimes like you fall into the trap of you trying to look for so much information you actually you're, you're trying to find the, some sort of answer and you may have half an answer but then you actually go right I'm going to look more into this it's yeah. like you know you search cough I've got symptoms I've got cough and it starts yeah. it throws you also all sorts of crap I do think that's kind of the same thing that I did when I first started competing I was trying to find like real answers and actually like I was so further away from getting an answer because there was so much information I was like okay now I have no idea this is great I feel yeah. so better I shouldn't have even looked like sometimes you shouldn't absolutely and it's when you ask different people and you get a different answer from each of them you're like but who's who's right (laughs) yeah I remember like at the time um asking people loads of different people like I'm doing this much food this much cardio on this many things is it right I was like of course they weren't gonna bloody know if it's right no that's the other thing everybody is so different like your peak week and my peak week would be completely different even if we had the same coach because we're so different I remember my coach saying she had another girl competing day before or the day after me I can't remember now and she was like your preps and your peaks were like night and day because you're so different like your physiques are so different and the way your body's react to things are so different and yeah you can't expect to just google search and grab some information and apply it to yourself and it's gonna work it's so true you know what? I, can't, I was just trying to think what you know anything what peak week did I what sort of peak week did I do for that first two rows I can't even remember now what I did like that just shows how in, in the moment I'm like yeah I know exactly what I'm doing boom 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 and now when you ask me now I'm like I have no I ate I ate something every yeah. day I can't tell you what it was. I ate some food I did Less rice, <laughs> good rice, you know, it's all good. It's funny, you mentioned rice twice. I'm like, I really fancy rice now. <laughs> I still eat rice most days, it's just literally my favorite thing. <laughs> I always show that meal, um, it's rice meal, and I always look at it going, Oh, I'm gonna have that, and I never bloody have it. Like, every single day, I'm like, That looks nice, and then I just go about my day, and I'm like, Yeah, I ain't having rice today, like, cream of rice, maybe, but. I'm, 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 it's when I don't have it I'm like oh I'm gonna swap that out I'm bored of that and then I'll have like pasta like I had pasta the other day and I was like I don't like this why on earth did I have pasta <laughs> I want rice <laughs> well things that like you did when you were a kid I remember religiously eating wholemeal rice and wholemeal pasta and wholemeal I everything I ate was yeah. like wholemeal because I was like it's 
okay. But now, obviously, I realise that it's like there are some benefits, but like it's yeah. not the world. So it's funny whenever I buy things now from the from the shops, I'm always like, oh, whole milk over white bread. Oh, I still kind of my inner like seven year old goes, no, whole milk's good. Mum said that. And I'm like, no, but it doesn't matter, Jazz. And I literally like even yeah. Aldi, I kept looking. I got both in the end because I just really couldn't decide. But there you go. Good times. But- I'm like, <laughs> if you could tell Natasha, do you know, also I didn't tell you this. If I wasn't going to be called Jasmine, I think I told you this before. If it wasn't going to be called Jasmine, I was going to be called Natasha. Oh, really? Oh, that's really funny. You know, my best friend when I was like first, like nursery school, primary school, was called Jasmine. <laughs> I love stuff like this. It's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> if you could tell yourself something back when I saw you what would you tell yourself I think probably relax and enjoy it just just calm down a little like it it doesn't matter um it really doesn't matter where you place or what happens like there is absolutely no pressure on you apart from the pressure that you're putting on yourself right now and that is what is hindering you rather than like there there wasn't any external pressure from anyone else just enjoy it that's the reason you've come into this that's so true. So, what is the plan for you now? What we, what's the plan? So you think about early next year? Did you say or summertime? Probably summer next year. I would like to have a proper long improvement season. I really want to gain some size and to get comfortable in a proper off season and get myself really healthy again. Get my um, my menstrual cycle properly back and um, get my my skin and my hair and everything like back to being optimal and feel really healthy and also build a, like a nice amount more muscle because I definitely could do a little bit more of that and really enjoy like the improvement season so I think when I first got into the gym like I said I was really underweight then I built a bit of muscle and I like got as lean as possible so I could see abs even though like I was like flat like literally everything was flat it didn't look great but that was all that I cared about having abs and then like kept like visible abs for a good few years and then got into competing and trying to build muscle and I think I've just been way too lean for too long and now like that's probably why like my mental health suffered a bit going into the reverse and I need to address that and to get comfortable in a body that has a little bit more body fat on it and to enjoy being healthier. And um, yeah, that, that's basically my plan. And then next summer holidays, as I said, I'm a teacher. I'd like to compete in sort of August or September time. So the worst part of the diet is in the holidays, so I'm not writing good rice on the children's work. You'll still be saying good rice just to yourself now. That's yeah. Not- okay. <laughs> Grading myself for my check-in pictures, good rice. <laughs> do you think you'll do the same um, federation? Do you think you'll go, like, other ways? Like, what are your thoughts? So I would still like to do a two bros, but especially watching your season it's really inspired me to try some different federations as well I really do like that idea of as you reverse having things to look forward to 
like having the milestones I think that would really keep me in check and keep my head in place as well because I'd know I'd have something to work towards I'm not just mindlessly gaining weight for an off season that's going to be x long but like oh okay I need to gain this much weight and look like this so I can then be competitive in this kind of a show I also would quite like to maybe do one of the natural shows as well I've seen a few people do those they look really good um is it WNBF is that right yeah I think that one looks really cool exciting yeah but yeah we'll see we'll see what happens nothing set in stone which is the beauty of it. I, I think that's the key is just not having like rough ideas, but kind of being like, you know what? I think listening to you has reminded me is like, you've just got to stay in flow with like what you're doing. Yeah. Listen to other people and take, you know, learn as much as you can, but always kind of like let, I guess, like make sure that you're still in the driving seat. Yeah, definitely. And I think with this, like going back to intuitiveness, like listening to yourself and what you need and want at that time as well. Because it's okay me making plans for future Natasha for a year's time. But in a year's time, is that still going to be what I want? Maybe I'm going to want to do a different federation. Maybe I'm going to think, you know what? I want to get absolutely jacked and do figure instead. Who knows? Maybe I'm going to have gone in a different direction and picked up a, a different sport by then. You, you just don't know, but I'm here for the journey and here for listening to what I need and what I want at that time. Yeah, wait and see. You don't need to commit to, especially like competitions, you don't need to commit to them early. You can commit to them like a week, two weeks before. There's no big deal. Kerry was saying that to someone, saying to someone yesterday. Yeah, so uh, Jess gave me like a four day notice for Portugal. I was like, yeah, that's our last minute we decided, guys. Very, very last minute. But I think it's one of those, isn't it? Like if you if you set things in stone you're and then you get too tunnel vision too fast, you're not allowing for other opportunities to potentially like come in. So like, you know how this ends, so you better deliver. I'm just saying, no pressure. <laughs> Um, so Natasha apart from everything else that you have mentioned what makes you not just a bikini girl well I think what makes me not just a bikini girl is just the fact that I have so many different hobbies and interests and that I want to do this in the healthiest way possible and I want to stay true to myself Um, and I also want to use this industry uh, to then guide other people to do things in a healthier way so that if when I do eventually get into like the coaching with um, sort of yoga and mindfulness and meditation and nutrition that it's not like okay I want you to do xyz so that you can lose weight that you can look a certain way I want people to to learn to really love and respect themselves and to diet and exercise in a way that feels amazing for them and to be able to to live a lifestyle that incorporates all those things and they really enjoy their body. And that's also what I want to do for myself and keep reminding myself that I can live a life and do exercise and eat in a way that I really enjoy and nourishes me and feels really great but also keeps me feeling really healthy and helps me to reach my goals at the same time. I have to say that was nailed. That was oh, nailed. thanks. 
was so good to actually like catch up with you today. I've been looking forward to this vlog. So I, like, I just—it's funny. I said, "Still, I can't remember half the chat that me and this woman had, but we just got on so well." So I just know this is going to be a good episode. Regardless. Oh, it was just so lovely, and I like—I think that's the thing when you follow so many people in the industry, you're almost starstruck when you see them. And I was like, "Oh my god, it's Jasmine over there!" Like, I've got to go say hi. <laughs> The biggest yeah. anti-climax. Like, look at this dog. Do you see what I mean? Just constantly, hey, yo, Baba. Thank oh. you. Yeah, I'm the, I, people usually like, oh, you're really tall. I'm like, did I? Do I not show that on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you doing? You, yes. Anything else? Seriously. <laughs> Just lots of kisses. All the kisses. But uh, do you know what? I always end up. This keeps happening, but every time I keep, I just connect with someone. It's their first time, and I love it. Like, every time I go to now, I'm like, "Oh, who am I gonna like meet today?" Like, because it's really, I just don't know what it is. Like, hanging around with people like yourself is just really fun. Yeah, definitely. And and like I said to you, I feel like I, I already knew you because I listened to so many of your podcasts, and it'd be like, "Oh, this is my friend." While I'm doing cardio, telling me all about the industry, like it's like you hold people's hand and guide them into it, and it's just so lovely and supportive. And it's not sort of blind, like- blind, but it's fine. It was just yeah, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, know it was it was honestly it was a really good time. We had to, it was we were all waiting for tanning for ages. I don't remember why. Or we was, I remember we just stood outside tanning. I remember yeah. that really, but the rest is a blur. But no, honestly, it's been so good to catch up with you today. So yeah, it's you. been lovely. Thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. But I hope you guys have like enjoyed this episode. I'm going to leave Natasha's Instagram. So definitely connect if you are a first timer. She's also vegan as well. So if anyone who, who is a vegan um, competitor, like I say, I can't, I can't advise as much because I'm not vegan, but that might be something that you want to kind of like ask me any questions about. And yeah, you're a legend. I'll see you guys in the next episode. <laughs>